Hello and welcome to the Pray the Miracle podcast. This is a short run podcast of just a few episodes to help you pray the miracle this year. My name is Jimmy Hauk. It's my desire that this podcast would be a tool and an encouragement for you this year as you pray for two people who are close to you but far from God. There's so many ways that our prayer can be derailed whether it be discouragement, lack of discipline, the normal distractions of life, or even just not knowing where to start. We created this podcast to dive into some of these topics for discussion and to help you break through those barriers. Let's jump into this week's episode. I'm Jimmy Houck. I'm the outreach pastor at Bethany Baptist Church here in Peoria, Illinois, and I'm here today with John Collins. Um, John is a leader and mobilizer with Word of Life Ministries. Um, you can you can share maybe John your specific title. I didn't put that down. What's your actual title? Well, my title right now is I am the director of the United States Youth Ministries Division of Word of Life. All right, all right. So you are a crazy busy guy. So I know as a student ministries person that you have to be a certain kind of personality to to do youth ministry, and and you're still going strong. Yeah, you're, you do well. Uh, yeah, I'm still going. Um, and as I look in the mirror every day, I'm realizing this time is fleeting because yeah. I've seen more gray than I see anything else. <laughs> but when I started in the ministry, one of the uh, challenges I had was meeting with pastors and talking about youth ministry. And I looked like I was a youth in youth <laughs> ministry. And I was actually 27 when I started. So that was uh, 30-some years ago. Okay. Well, praise God. Well, I'm glad you're still still serving in that way because um, uh, it's good to have veterans and people who, who love youth. And, and uh, um, I love hanging out with, with high schoolers and middle schoolers and mm. um, thankful for people like you that invest to help young guys know how to do that. So thanks for what you're doing with Word of Life Ministries. Uh, John, I've, I've got John on today to talk with us um, because he's he, you've, he's got a lot of experience with evangelism. He's got a big heart for it. Um, he's he's also the father of, of Tyler Collins, who's on staff here at Bethany. And so that's, that's kind of the, the Bethany connection. And so had the great joy of, of of hanging out with you um, over a month ago and talking about evangelism. And as we were talking, I thought, I'm, I'm like, I, I got to have John come in and talk Love with me it. about, Thanks about for this topic me. on this it's podcast. So, um, John, welcome, welcome. Um, would you take a few minutes to tell us a little bit about yourself, um, about your family, um, about maybe Word of Life Ministries in general? A lot of people might not know what Word of Life sure. is. Sure. And maybe... Um, you know what? Uh, maybe a little bit more about what you do um, in your role with with sure. with youth ministry and training and church I'll do mobilization. This, I'll do my uh, a quick how I came to know the Lord. My brother Matthew. So I'm one of five. My brother Matt led me to Christ when I was 21. I was mm -hmm. trapped in the car with him. I don't have time to go into that story, but um, was giving him a ride. We had two hours together, um, and he began sharing the gospel with me, and I came under really great conviction mm. and realized for the first time in my life, I knew I was a sinner. Mm. I thought God and I were cool and we were going to be fine. And I realized, no, I, if I were to die today, I'd go, I would be separated for eternity. Mm. I'd go to hell and I grew mm. up Catholic. So I understood the basics of that. And when I got home, um, he just said, listen, I wouldn't put this off. He gave me a gospel tract and he said, 
you know, today's the day, John. You know, I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't wait. So that night, everybody went to bed. And like a good Catholic, I uh, looked at Jesus hanging on the wall. He mm. was a big picture and knelt down and received the Lord. Um, mm. let, read through that tract, and I, I just expressed my faith in, through that prayer on the tract. And then started attending a Bible-believing church in my area. And uh, that's where I met my wife. Mm. That's actually where we got introduced to youth ministry. Mm. My wife was actually in the youth ministry. So we started dating, and I didn't have a ministry. I didn't even know I was supposed to be in ministry, but fell in love with it. And um, we had just started partnering with Word of Life, uh, which is a was a youth ministry that provides curriculum and training and resources for youth workers. And I became very close friends with a guy named Rick, who is our missionary during those days and um, we were friends for four years and he saw something in me that maybe I didn't see in myself I had dedicated my life to the Lord and said Lord whatever you have for me Mm. I'm willing to do whatever it just made sense to me Mm. and he approached my wife and I he and his wife and just said you know we'd love to have you in our ministry and so we took the step and went to Canada School, were accepted. I went to Bible College at Word of Life. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we served in California. But what we did was we're a part of the youth ministry staff. So we, at, for 25 years, what I did is I worked alongside youth workers. So you think of the, you know, at Bethany, you've got a youth pastor and you have youth leaders. Mm-hmm. I was a guy that came alongside those people and that youth pastor or that youth leader and became their best friend and became someone who would provide leadership training, mm-hmm. who would come in and, and do local church evangelistic events and help them do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did that for years and just some of my very best friends, they're now pastors, but we're youth pastors and youth leaders mm-hmm. and still are today. So we've been doing that now. We've been with Word of Life for 37 years, was on the field in California, then came to Pennsylvania. Um, and then from there, um, as there was a transition, they asked me to be a part of the helping in the transition. In the midst of that, they said, hey, we think you might be good in this role. Would you be interested? And we had been praying, and mm. uh, God was very, very clear to show us, hey, this is what we want to do. Yeah, so, praise God. But I've never yeah. worked a day in my life, Jimmy. <laughs> I haven't. I love what, what I do. Um, yeah. There, of course, there's tough days and there's hard days, but for the most part, um, it is just I just can't believe I get paid to do what I do. Yeah. I love it. That's I, I feel the same way. Um, like I've I've had a lot of jobs, and I know what it is to look in the wall and uh, <laughs> and uh, look just long for Friday. Mm. And as much as I love being with my family, especially with my kids and my wife, um, uh, but uh, I got to tell you, it's like uh, I, I do love this job. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, like as much as I love being with my family, it's like I never long for the weekends because yeah. I'm just so thankful yeah. to be with the church and, yeah. and do things uh, for Christ that matter. So yeah. I get that what you're saying. Um, so so this year, you know, we're trying to encourage and equip our church to pray the miracle. Um, which, in, in other words, what what we mean is that we're we're trying to focus as a as a church community on really intercession 
prayer mm. for the lost around us. Mm. Um, those that we know, those, you know, that are standing next to us in the grocery line, you know, all of the above, we want to pray for lost souls, um, here in Peoria and beyond. And so, um, this podcast series is, is like the heart behind it is, is to say, Hey, you know, there are barriers. There, there are reasons that, um, people's prayer lives are not where they want to be, where people recognize that, that they're not praying for the lost as they ought or as they might want to, or as Christ would call them to. And mm-hmm. so what are those, this podcast is dedicated to the, to this series, to helping people overcome those barriers. Right. And so we've we've talked about uh, various barriers already, and we we probably have some some other episodes coming up here that we'll address. But today, I just want to take head on the fact that um, personal discipline is a challenge. Um, I think it's a challenge, whether it's, you know, um, what I'm eating. Yeah how I'm, you know, you dealing had to with say that gym. during Christmas. Oh, didn't you? of course. Of course. You know, well, I'm saying it cause it's true for me. It you totally know, is. I, I'm, uh, I'm struggling to, to, um, say no to all of the desserts that mm-hmm. are just flooding in to our family's, uh, kitchen, especially because we just had a baby. And so people are bringing us go. good food like throughout the weeks. But anyways, you know, personal discipline is tough and that plays into, um, just our lack of, of, of commitment and, and, and spiritual discipline. Mm. Um, when it comes for praying the lost and, you know, I was talking to Tyler and we were trying to figure out, Hey, what, what, what should me and John talk about? And, you know, just to your, to, to honor you brother, like, and to your credit, you know, your son who arguably knows you better than, than most, uh, was like, you know, I know my dad, um, is, is, is very, has great personal discipline, especially when it comes to, to praying for the lost. And I was like, well, I want to talk to him about that. Mm. So, um, so I don't know, maybe like, you know, maybe we could, um, just start with there, you know, would you, would you, would you share about your own, you know, your own, uh, personal discipline when it comes to praying for lost people? Is that something you regularly do? What, what does that look like? Absolutely. Um, I would say it all started because I had godly people that I watched, Mm. that were doing it. And um, whenever those people were building into my life or talking um, in a message or something, I listened very, very mm. carefully. And what I recognized was these, uh, I remember even my first pastor used to be, he had a series called um, Men of God. Mm. And I thought, that's what I want to be. I want to be a man of God. What is that? And there were spurt, certain disciplines, spiritual disciplines that that person had in their life. And I think it's all grounded, number one, in the Word of God. Mm. Um, the scriptures Mm. in my life every day. And I would say for the most part, um, I've been in the scriptures every day for 30 some years, Mm. not because I'm a great person, because I'm a desperate person. That's so good. I need need that time because very quickly I would move away from that Mm. if I weren't from the Lord, if I weren't doing that. But that I think also fuels... um, seeing other people and recognizing their need and that I have so much to offer through Jesus. So prayer, if I really believe what the scripture says about prayer. So in my, I have a prayer diary and is literally just, Mm. I have it divided into daily. And then I have like urgent, you know, health, those kinds of things. But then I have, there was, it was getting long and it was taking me a while to get through talking to the Lord about different needs and people. So I split it into different days. Um, but even at that, I, I just thought I, I was getting into more. It was routine prayer yeah. instead of um, just 
like a heartfelt prayer. So I, in the mm. front end of it, just every day of the week, I have a specific verse on prayer mm. um, that I, you know, ask and you will receive, seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open to you. Those kind of verses are reminding to me. And if you do, if yeah. you look at scriptures and you look at the scriptures on prayer, there's action verbs mm. that tie to all of them. Prayer oh, is action. Yes. It is not yeah. passive. It is something yeah. that I do. And God is always saying, ask, come, seek, find. Like there's something I'm doing. Why? Because God is the one I have to go to yeah. because I'm dependent upon him. And I I just, in fact, I've got a great quote. I, I brought it because I thought this is like a fresh one for me. But um, it just talks about prayer. Um, is the foundation for everything. And like, for instance, here's one we all know. Yeah. The prayer of a righteous person has great power, but here's when, mm. as it, it's working. Mm. And then when I was studying mm. that, I did a, a sermon on that verse once, and I realized as I was studying, it's yeah. like, yeah. wow, that's so profound. You know when prayer is effective? When you're praying. Huh. It's like, yeah. duh, but it was yeah. like a sledgehammer in yeah. my, to like, you have to be praying for yeah. prayer to be effective. That is so good. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's so simple. Like God is so simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't make it challenging for us. Well, because I, I think I think a lot of times um, people, or I'll just talk about myself. I, I think there's been times when I've struggled to pray because it felt like in, disingenuous, you know, because mm. I didn't want to. So I was like, oh man, I just need to like, you know, I... I'm avoiding prayer because I don't want to do it. And and if I hear you right, it's like, mm. well, actually, there are just times in your Christian walk when you need to do what is right, mm. and then your heart will be molded, right? So ideally, yeah. it's like yeah. we want to want to pray and yes. to read the Word. Yes. But even if there are times where um, I don't want to, mm -hmm. it's like, well, like the delight and the pleasure and the refreshment, it may be coming after the discipline. Yeah. Like after the, the choice to do for what sure. is necessary. For sure. Right? But I will also tell you, here's another yeah. favorite quote. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My dislike of asking is rooted in my desire for independence. That's so good. That yeah. is from A Praying Life, a book I'm working through right now. Mm. I, I, I'm listening through it, so I had to play it several times and yes. write it down, yeah. and I yeah, wanted yeah. it in my prayer diary to remind me, you mm. know why I struggle in prayer? Mm. Because I think I'm good. Yeah, Because so I good. think I'm okay. And actually, mm. Jimmy, I'm independent of you, God. I've got it right now, and it's not that blatant. But it really is. So I think when I'm struggling, that's when I need him the most. When I'm most dependent or independent is when I need him the most. So I just, these verses all kind of reflect on my, me recognizing prayer is me expressing to God, I need you. That's the ultimate. And if I'm struggling to pray, it's because I don't recognize that. And that's the core of my wicked heart, mm. the flesh Me that too, says, brother. I got yeah. this, I'm good, and I'm not. Yeah. So I, I love what you're saying, what I hear you saying, John, is that, is that like we, we are one of the, the keys to growing in the discipline of prayer and prayer for the lost is, is, is being desperate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and getting to the point where we're where like, I need to talk to the Lord about these people. 
Right. Right. Like right. I need to. Right. You know. And so there's the there's this urgency, and I feel like that's a really big deal. And I want to lead into a, another question I wanted to talk to you about because I think a lot of times in Christian circles, and I think it's a legitimate danger. But we hear spiritual disciplines and and like kind of red flags go up for people because it, it feels like legalism. Right. I right? totally get it. Yep. So and, and I think I think legitimately sometimes there can be legalism, you know, and I think I think the human heart, my heart um, loves to be legalistic. I don't want to admit that, but I love to do things. It, it's the same thing. Right. It's it's uh, it's like if I if I have to admit that I'm dependent about, upon Christ, you know, and that gets me to prayer, it's like, well, at least I'll like check off my boxes right. and, and try to like, and, you know, still try to gain control, you yep. know, and, and still have self-sufficiency even in my personal discipline. Totally so, get it. So yep. talk to me about that, man. Like, what well, do you do to, to, to keep your prayer life from being legalistic? Well, let's or, talk about legalism, yeah. number one. Legalism yeah. in my mind and, and I've totally gone through that in my Christian walk yep. where I would had it. I had a I was like, I'm going to make sure I do this and then this. And I had my, you know, boxes to check every day. And I was doing really good on those because I wanted to develop the disciplines that then worked into. I got to a point after a year or so going, I don't know if this is the Lord or if it's me. Mm. And what I recognized was I was thinking that I, it was a self-righteousness is mm. what it was instead of a dependence. Mm. And there's, a, that's a flip of a coin, right? Yep. If yep. I'm dependent in my disciplines, it means I come because I, I desperately need something. Yep. I think of Isaiah where Jesus or the Lord says, come, he says, come, he says, come, I've got stuff to give you. All you need to do is come. Or I go say, God, look at how great I am. Look at how great I am. Mm -hmm. That's checking the boxes. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. me just doing it. So it, it's, it's, but it's sneaky, right? Oh, like, it's totally it's like, that I, way. Yes. I know for me, like I, I slip into self-righteousness and Absolutely. it's like, I don't realize it, you know? Yep. So like, what are some of like the moments in your life <laughs> when you've like realized like, oh man, like. I've been self-righteous because I don't think any of us like sit down and we're like, no, um, I'm going to, I'm going to do, do the prayer because I want to be good enough. Like nobody, we don't say it, but like there's things yeah. like that, 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 that indicate to it's like, Hey, this is actually no longer about dependence. This is about like right. trying to be independent now. Well, I would just tell you the best thing you can do is just recognize that your heart, your flesh is always going to be at war it's with the spirit. It's always that, yeah. going that way. We see that in Galatians, the spirit wars against the flesh. That is not going away until we see Jesus. Praise God for that day. It's mm. going to be awesome. Amen. I was reading this morning, no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. Awesome. Amen. Not this life. <laughs> yep. So yep. we've got to recognize that and um, also understand that every day we are in a place where we desperately need to remind ourselves. So mm. I created, mm. the reason mm. I created what I call um, gospel advancing meditations, or if you want to call it yeah. preaching your, the yeah. gospel preaching to yourself the every day, I, love that. I do yep. that yep. every day. And there's specific books I read, like the quotes, some of these that I've read are in my daily disciplines. Mm. I might not do them every day, but once a week. Why? 
mm-hmm. not because I want to be more spiritual. It's because I need to remind myself, and it brings me back to God. I need you, yeah. God. I need. And yep. I, honestly, I've got this. This thing has grown from a one-page document to now. I think it's like ten pages long, and I'm like, okay, I got to pare it down, you know. But <laughs> praise God, that just shows yeah. how wicked my heart is, right? Yeah. How how yeah. easy it is for me to slip into a self-righteousness. But um, if you want to bring that to evangelism, it's yeah. the same thing, right? Yeah. I have, I know the gospel. Mm-hmm. I know how to share the gospel with someone and I get opportunities to do that. But yeah. I've got to recognize in the sharing, like every time I, sh- I, I can remember almost every time I've had an opportunity to share the gospel with someone, as I'm beginning, I'm saying, Lord, please help me to be clear. Lord, please help mm, me to be to yes, get through this. I pray yeah. they'll have an open heart. Yep. So even in the midst of yep. that, there needs to be a dependence and and really just recognizing I don't really have much to offer this person, yeah. but I do know the gospel and I can give them that. God, help me not to mess this up, right? Help yeah. me to do it clearly. And yep. I know God is sovereign in that. And And sometimes we see people who are preachers and share stories. In fact, I share a lot of times um, where when I was younger in my faith, um, it seemed like when I was listening to someone who was an evangelist or talking about this type of thing, Mm -hmm. and they were going to share a story on an airplane, they sat next to somebody, that person always trusted Christ. And you know what? That's never happened to me. <laughs> I've had yeah. so many opportunities yeah. to share the gospel on an airplane. Hey, what are you doing? Get in a conversation. Yeah. I've learned how to do that skillfully. Yeah. And you know what? Never led someone to Christ. Mm. I have given them a gospel of John. They have said, thank you so much for sharing. I mm. really, one guy, mm. we almost had an argument at the beginning because he was like, oh, you're, he was an atheist. And yeah. at the end, he said, thanks so much. It was a great conversation, but mm. he didn't trust Christ. Yeah. And what I learned is, there's a whole process here, right? Mm. Where I'm learning prayer is a foundation for me just to soften my heart, to see people differently, to see my my two lost brothers mm. as human beings who need someone to love them, who mm. need the love of Christ, mm. who need me. Uh, I've got one brother who's homosexual. He's married. Mm. Um, so... You know, we don't really have a whole lot of connection, but I'm trying to rebuild those connections Mm. and let them know, I love you. You're my brother. Mm. Um, So what do I need to do? Well, I want to be doing something. I've been praying for them for as long as I've been a believer and known that I needed to do that. Yeah, yeah. But they haven't come to Christ yet. Mm. So I'm, I'm... as I was um, a few years ago, our ministry, you know, really partnered deeply with the Dare to Share Ministries, which is a youth ministry really dialed into one thing, okay. mm-hmm. training students to share the gospel with other students, like equipping students to share the gospel with students. And in that, what I recognized is I had slipped into and been trained in kind of a form of evangelism that I call presentation evangelism and okay. that's what i did a lot of yeah preaching yeah. at events um we do we do mm-hmm. just did an all-night event called reverb and i preached at one in orlando and kids came to christ and i got really good at doing that and and i love doing that yeah yeah but what i was lacking in was the understanding of how do i do relational evangelism mm. which is a mm. building a relationship yep. and looking for open doors like it talks about in colossians where paul's saying hey be wise in the way you act towards outsiders look for those opportunities right take them but he, what's the first part of that passage says it says pray be 
make prayer your priority. Yeah. But then it says, pray that I'll be clear, pray for this. Yes. He's praying yes. for every yeah. aspect of it. But I recognize in Dare to Share, they talk about um, something called the cause circle, which is praying, which is what we're talking about today, prayer, care, and share. Yep. Well, I was doing prayer. And I was, mm. I was learning this and I was studying this, but then they talked about the care part of it. And I, mm. I've been praying for my brother, Pete. And mm. I, I, one morning the Lord just impressed on me, so what are you doing to care for him? Mm. And what we mean when we say that is, how, John, are you showing the love of Christ to Pete? Well, the problem was he lives six hours away. And uh, that morning I went down and my wife Pam was there and talking and then I said, hey, what do you think about, and Pete was building a deck. And I thought, I could go down on the weekend and help with his neck, and who knows what will happen. Maybe I'll have an opportunity to share the gospel, maybe not, and I didn't. Mm. Um, but we built the deck, yeah. and he was glad I was there, and it, it strengthened mm. our relationship. Yep. Um, so when I'm on the road, I call Pete. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? And look for opportunities to share, you know, just to show him I care about you. Yeah. Well, this last year, he was in the hospital. I called him, you know, I'm, when I'm on the road talking to Pete, it's usually an hour long conversation. Yeah, yeah. So we're on the conversation. I find out he's in the hospital. What are you doing in the hospital? Well, my heart, blah, blah, blah. And he goes through these, and it's like, I'm realizing this is really serious. It's like, oh, 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 at one point on the oh phone, my, oh my. I'm like, yeah. he's having a heart attack right <laughs> now on the phone lord he's gonna die would uh, please help me to give him the gospel right now give him to figure out a way to do it and lord opened the door and i just said peter you ready and he said ready for what and i said ready for the end of your life and god gave the opportunity i went all the way through the gospel with pete he um, now understand he's in a hospital. Was he bed. really having a heart attack? He no. Well, oh. no, but okay. it sure sounded like <laughs> okay. it. And I'm like, he's uh, gonna die right on the table, right as okay. I'm sharing the gospel with him. And uh, but anyway, I was able to get through the whole gospel with him. But inter interspersed is a nurse coming in and doing this, and a nurse coming in and do that. So I, Pete, would you like to put your faith in Jesus right now? You can do that right where you're at, and I would love to lead you in that. And. And he, you know, he's quiet and I'm like, Pete, you can just talk to God. I can, I will lead you and you can just pray in your heart because mm. oh, there's nurses and everything. And I said, you don't have to pray out loud. God knows your heart. So I led him in a prayer and then basically we had to end the conversation, but it was, it was just something I'd been praying for for 30 years. Wow. You know, um, that's, in, that's so, incredible. But that's, that's praying the miracle. Like, tell me that's not a miracle, well, you know, but let me tell you yeah. about my neighbors. So we've got two neighbors, um, two ladies. Um, and they um, they don't know the Lord, and we know that they are um, they are married, um, but they're you know we'd never really built a strong relationship with them. And I've been again praying and saying, okay, I've been praying for Jolene and Eileen. What can I do to show the love of Christ? And they had this garden. We had just finished ours, and my wife's great at gardens. And they came over, and they're like, oh, we love your garden. And they were really compliment. And we had this great long conversation. And I said, you know, your garden could be great. And yeah, there's so much work. I said, well, I'm borrowing a rototiller. Mm-hmm. Would you, I mean, I would love to help you get that. I can get it all tilled up. And I was thinking this is going to be like an hour job. Uh, four hours, one Saturday in 90-degree heat. 
I almost passed out doing it. <laughs> we got their we got their garden tilled, and long story short, it's a beautiful garden now, and we're best friends. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because I show the love of Christ. I look for. I ask God to give me wisdom. I've been praying for them, but God wanted me to take the next step. Was how are you going to show the love of Christ? How are you going to share? Now, yeah. haven't had an opportunity to share the gospel, but during COVID, I was just texting people because that's all you can really do right. and i i texted her and said hey if there's anything you can be praying for and she texted me right back which was crazy and she said oh eileen is going in for hip replacement would you pray for her mm. it's on this date mm. and i said absolutely so i put mm. her on my prayer list the day before the surgery she texts me and says don't forget to pray for eileen and I'm just thinking that blew my mind yeah. because she is thinking about spiritual things. That's she right. does care yep. about spiritual yep. things, even though she might not think and that. And she's attentive to the fact that you are a spiritual man. Yes, somebody who you cares know? about them genuinely. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have not broached the gospel with her yet. Yep. I want to, but yep. I wonder if that, I just, I'm asking God to open the door and yep. show me when, right? Yep. That's yep. the wisdom part of the sharing of the gospel. That's right. So yep. I, yep. honestly, I just feel like, um, in fact, I wanted to share, there's such a good quote. I've read a book. If you want a great book on sharing the gospel, yeah. um, it's called Stay Salt. Okay. Um, and Who's the, it by? Rebecca Manley Pippert. It's okay. such a good book, but listen to what she says about love. She said, nothing can pry, op, uh, pry closed and resistant minds open more than your love and mm. expressing love and the compassion of Jesus because mm. evangelism is rooted in Christ's love. Mm. And mm. I thought that's so powerful because I was just praying and looking for an opportunity to make a presentation instead of praying and looking for an opportunity to serve. Mm. Looking, mm. I can do mm. that. I mm. can love someone. Yeah. I can make a meal or till a garden or whatever, you know, yep. pound a nail in a deck. Yep. I can yep. do that. Yep. And then look for God to open the door to share the gospel when that comes. Yeah. But my problem is I'm impatient. Well, <laughs> you know, and it, it kind of like wrap this together, you know, this question of like, hey, is the Lord calling me to share? Is he calling me to, to prayer or to care yeah. or to what combination? Yeah. You know, uh, is he, you know, I, I think about James chapter one, um, I think it's verse five, right? Where he says, yes. like, if any of you lacks wisdom, yes. Like ask God, yes, yes, and He will give it, right? And yes. so I, I just think, I mean, once again, that's where that's a prayer. This this prayer for the lost is yes. like really like evangelism is is a thing that we really do need wisdom. Yes, like we do. Like it doesn't matter whether you're a pastor or a professional evangelist, um, like or or whether you're like my son and you're seven. Mm. You know, it's like it really does. We do need wisdom and. And there's only one source for wisdom, yeah. and that's yeah. the Lord. And so we we must be in prayer. I'm convinced of it, um, which I, is why we're doing this this series throughout the year. I wrote a statement in my quiet time for me to remember that if you think about the lost people that are in your sphere of influence, um, you could very well be the only person on the planet mm. praying for that person's salvation. It's so sobering. Yeah, and I'm like. When I thought that, when God revealed that to me, like the only person, now I know I have a couple brothers that are praying for my brothers, but my neighbors, I could be the very only person mm -hmm. praying for their salvation right mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. which is a really um, powerful thought to think, mm -hmm. I need to be doing that 
and then I need to be showing the love of Christ. Like prayer, you know, (laughs) someone said once, you know, you pray, but um, faith without work. So what are you going to do to show the love of Christ? Are you praying and showing the love of Christ and then looking? right for the opportunity to share the gospel yeah it's it all works together john before we let you go today though um i've got to i've got to hear the end of of the story with your brother so yeah. so you you shared the gospel with him the nurses are coming in and out what happened well that is still an ongoing story that was okay. actually this last summer uh, we're in 2013 so it was july um i think july or august um i have talked to him since but i have not um, I have not been able to broach the subject with him again. Okay. He 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 had been closed before, not not slam the door closed, but just not super open. And um, so I I just keep praying, Lord, show me opportunity. Mm. Um, but let me also encourage your folks on one thing. So my mother um, grew. Up, I mean, I was Catholic. She was um, she was all. Polish. Mm. So she was a Polish Catholic, which is really Catholic. And we grew up Catholic. She would take us to church. She and my dad would take us to church every every week. Well, when we came to Christ, that was not a that was not happy days for her. Mm. She it mm. was kind of a failure as a parent, really, mm. from the Catholic religion. And I had multiple times opportunity to share the gospel with her. We're at her cottage and we're out there, you know, just in the morning enjoying it. And she would say, oh, I just love it on the porch. And I thought, here's a good opportunity. And we would always go down this story of when she was in grade school, how her mom, um, where she was in in public school, but in those days they prayed in public schools. Mm. And this um, time when they prayed, she had a Protestant teacher Mm. who prayed and she, of course, being an obedient, whatever, grade schooler, bowed her heads and prayed. And she went home and she said, Mom, I think I think I sinned today. Well, what did you do, Joni? And um, she said, well, I prayed with the teacher and she prayed a Protestant prayer. Uh-huh. And Grandma Sawinski said, um, well, Joni, I just think God is happy that we're praying. And we're talking to him. Mm. And that was a point where we would go to that story every time. And I would say, but mom, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I would go into, but we're all sinners and so on. Yeah. And so my mom, fast forward multiple years, tens and tens of years been praying yeah. for her. She's in the hospital for heart surgery. And um, mm. I'm calling her afterwards and she's, you know, I can tell she's in pain and she's lonely. And I said, would you like some company? It was only three hours. So I, I said, let me come on over. She said, that would be really great. So I went and I saw her that night. And then the next morning was Saturday. So I, I thought, Lord, I'm just going to get up super early. I'm going to get there before Pete gets there because he would probably be there early. And I'm going to get there like at 630. Mm. So I got in early and on the way and I'm just praying, Lord, would you open the mm. door? Now, I understand mm. my mom has Alzheimer's at this point. We don't have long conversations anymore. Mm. Um, so th- it's that yeah. kind of, okay. not super bad, but difficult to communicate. And I go in and we just start talking and I said, Mom, I want to talk to you about something. You remember that story that grandma told? And you know, she oh yeah, yeah, you know where you did and and you said it, what grandma said was, I think God just wants us to be praying. And I said, Mom, you know what? Grandma was right. Mm. I I've, I've been wrong in the way I thought about that because what God does want, He created us to mm. have a relationship with him. And mm. your grandma was right on. And I said, but you know, the problem is we broke that relationship. So I literally had 
an hour with her mm. where I just walked her through the gospels uh, of Jesus. And then I went to, in fact, I went to Isaiah where mm. 53, where it talks about, and I read that passage to her and I said, do you know who this is talking about? Who was despised and rejected? Who was pierced for our transgression? Who took and bore our sins? It's talking about Jesus. And she said, oh, I never knew that. And I was just blown away mm. by how engaged she was. Mm. And we got all the way to the end and I said, mom, does that make sense to you? And Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I said, well, would you like to put your faith in Jesus right now? And she said, yes, I would. So understand, yeah. so I'm a youth guy, right? Yeah. And I yeah. speak evangelistically to thousands of young people yep. and I do ev large events. Well, you can't do one-on-one -on -one in large events. So what you do is you say, if you'd like to put your faith in Jesus, you can do that right now. And I'd like to lead you in. And so I'm doing, saying to my mom, hey mom, I'll lead you in a prayer. Mm -hmm. So I close my eyes thinking she's closing her eyes. Now mm -hmm. understand she's Catholic mm -hmm. and that'll come mm -hmm. in in a second. Yeah. And I start praying, mom, I'm just gonna pray a phrase and then you just talk to God. You can say it out loud, you can say it in your heart. Mm. Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And she says, dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner. So I'm walking through this in the middle of my prayer. I'm like, I open my eyes and look at it. She's looking directly at me. Mm. And I'm, my heart sank yeah. because I went to Catholic church growing up and that's what you did in a mass. The priest said something and you said the same thing back. The priest said oh, something and, and my okay. heart just sunk. Okay. And I prayed in the midst of my praying, Lord, if this is real, I need you to show me because oh, I don't want this oh, to be wow. something that's fake. Oh, so we wow. get all done yeah. and uh, I say amen and she says amen. And we start talking, we talk for another hour. Yeah. And for the first time since I've been in ministry this time for like 32 years, she says, so what do you actually do? <laughs> so I told her what wow. I did, like she didn't yeah. know what ministry yeah. was or anything. And then at least four times in the next hour, she said, can you believe all these years? I thought I knew of God and Jesus, but I didn't know I needed Jesus. Mm. She said that three times with that kind of, His and I'm cat, like, okay, yeah. God, I yeah. got the message. Yeah. Mom Something trusted Jesus. Yeah. But here's, here's yeah. the thing. That was, you know, I was saved at 21. Um, I don't know how old my mom was, but we're talking yeah. at least 30, 35 years of praying for her. My brother's praying for her. Mm. She died that year about four months later, just sitting in her chair at the rest home that she was in and she went to be with jesus Praise and God. i'm just mm. looking at that and just think never give up oh, <laughs> i, I was a, a guy word. that heard a story like that it's like yeah. oh i want that to happen to my but that is such it, a good word. it is a great story but it just encourages us that it's a work of god god loves our loved ones and our neighbors so much more than we do and we just in, in that even is in, a good truth in saying yep. this yep. i'm even going listen john listen to yourself mm -hmm. right now because yep. there's people i've been praying for that that aren't saved and that need jesus you know um how is how is my homosexual brother going to trust jesus mm -hmm. i don't know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but i'm i'm asking god that he'll that he'll do something yeah. and i know he's a god that loves joe and he can do that so I just keep praying. Well, John, thank you so much um, for joining us today. Um, it's a joy My to, pleasure. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying getting to know you. And um, yeah, thank you for, for sharing some of your experience, your stories, and just your heart for Christ and your heart for evangelism with us today. Thanks. It was great to be here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pray the Miracle podcast. 
We pray that you found this week's episode helpful and inspiring. Our challenge for this year is to pray for two people who are close to you, but far from God. And so we created a special tool to help you to do just that. It's an email list that will send you a simple action step each week. All of them are designed to get you praying and sharing. You can sign up for a 13-week challenge, a solid 26-week challenge, or go all the way and do the 40-week challenge by going to bethanycentral.org slash pray the miracle.